RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 97, the first episode of 2019. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host, as always, Justin Watson. And we are ready to kick 2019 off in style, man. 2018 was kind of kind of like i don't know kind of shitty i thought <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pumped for i'm pretty pumped for 2019 what about you man it's crazy you know the, the years as you get older just go by so fast it feels like 18 just started i'm sure 19 will be over tomorrow oh i know especially when you've got kids yep. you know that, that 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 it seems like you're 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 really really flies when you've got children but we've got uh we've got a good episode tonight man we're going to recap ufc 232 it was a a pretty good evening for you on the books. It was a, a, a bad one for me. I finished off 2018. It felt like I started it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go over that. And then uh, then I'm going to let you have an early night. And I'm going to chat with some of the folks that we've got coming up on the uh, Valor 54 card. That's on uh, January 19th, Civic Coliseum, Knoxville, Tennessee. We're going to talk to several people tonight. We've got one half of our, our YouTube grudge match. Uh, joining us a little bit later, Tonka Saw. We've got uh, David Robbins. We've got Billy Swanson. We've got the Asian Persuasion, Jason King. And we've got we've got Batgirl. Uh, we've got Tabitha Watkins from Michigan as well. So uh, excited for that. Uh, we'll dive right into this recap, I guess, man. UFC 232 went down uh, this past Saturday night. We had two big title fights at the top of the card. And, uh, man, I tell you what, it was uh, it was an action-packed car, a pretty good pay-per-view overall, I got to say. I, I didn't have too many moments where I where I felt like I was uh, where I felt like I was bored uh, overall. Before we dive into it, Justin, was it were, were you entertained? Yeah, you know, a lot of times big cards like this are kind of underwhelming when it comes down to, you know, you just get a lot of a lot of uh, snooze fest. But all around this card was good, man. It was solid yeah, top I to bottom. So I thought so too. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, the fight pass prelims. We had four uh, of those fight pass prelims. We'll just kind of zoom through those real quick. Uh, we started off uh, with the bantamweights. It was a it was a match that was supposed to be a rematch. Uh, not no, it was originally scheduled. I guess I should say a couple months back. We finally got it done this time. It didn't last long. Montel Jackson gets a first round Darce choke. Submission victory over Brian Keller uh, and proves to seven and one. We saw Curtis Millender take a unanimous decision over CR behind his Uh That was a good fight, um, but Millender was just too long and, and used his reach well. We saw Uriah Hall just uh, uh, nearly kill Devin uh, <laughs> Lewis, man. Like that was a crazy knockout. Uh, in the third round, Uriah Hall, we both jumped on that one and, and got winners. And then uh, rounding out the, the fight pass portion, we had Nathaniel Wood getting a third round submission over Andre Ewell. Uh, what stood out in the prelims, man? Anything uh, of note? Any guys to keep an eye on? Uriah Hall had me had me real worried. I think he was losing that fight up until the knockout. But mm-hmm. the dude just got ridiculous power and accuracy. I mean, if he, you know, his timing and accuracy and power all combined, like you said, I've seen him, you know, he, I don't know if you remember him fighting Bubba McDaniels uh-huh. back in the day, but he hit Bubba like that, and it was like, I mean, he thought he was dead. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's just got an insane amount of power, but it's good to see him pick up a win. Um, 
Bahar Dezada and Curtis Millender was a was a fun fight. Curtis, like you said, just you know, uh, used his attributes well against uh, Bahar Dezada and kept him on the outside and won the decision on that one. Anybody, uh, anybody, uh, th- you think that that was uh, too too big a step too soon for Bevin Lewis, or you think he was making a, a good accounting for himself up to that point? No, I think he was doing great. I, mean, I, th- I think he was winning the fight. I was, you know, I had I had Uriah Hall, and I was worried until the knockout came. Yeah, no doubt. Me too. On to the Fox Sports 1 prelims, and this is pretty good. This is a card that uh, that could have been, you know, kind of like a like a main card on a, on a Fox Sports 1, you know, card. Uh, we had Ryan Hall gets a first-round heel hook win over BJ Penn. I would not have called him winning that that like that easily in a submission over BJ, but it was so slick. Um, Peter Yan gets, um, I guess it was called a TKO. Essentially, it's a corner stoppage in between rounds. Uh, Douglas uh, Silva de Andrade did not come out for the second round. Though Peter Yan uh, looked really good there. Uh, Megan Anderson gets a, a bit of a weird victory. It was called TKO. It was an eye injury. Essentially, she kicked Kat Zingano and just barely scraped, I guess, her eye with her toe. And it was obviously very painful. Zingano, she didn't go down or anything, but she couldn't continue. So they called that a, uh, a first-round TKO. Uh, and then, of course, uh, in a fight that didn't go the way that we thought it would go, we thought Walt Harris would win, but we didn't expect it to be just three rounds of, of terrible boredom. Uh, Walt Harris gets a split decision over, over Andre Arlovsky. Um, your thoughts on the Fox Sports 1 portion? I feel like Arlovsky's last fight was just a, a bad, bad snooze fest too. Um, that Kazangano Megan Megan Anderson that actually her toe actually dug into it her eye pretty pretty good, and it, it's crazy because you know if that would have been a finger she would have gotten time right. to recover and all that stuff, but because yeah. it was a toe, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's ever been addressed. You know, I, mean, I guess you you can't tuck your toes so right um i don't know but it was pretty nasty i saw pictures of it and it may look like the toenail got the eyeball and man. so um, makes me squirm just thinking about it yeah at, f- at first when it happened i was kind of like man what you know because cat's super tough but yeah. megan anderson was way bigger than her like it wasn't even the size was not even close so i was like man maybe cat's just maybe she got hit hard and she's just scared but then i saw the replay and, and seen some pictures since then and the toe dug in there pretty good um and then Ryan Hall with that Eminari role, you know, he threw some crazy kick and then came back, acted like he was going to shoot, and then dove in an Eminari role and, and grabbed that ankle. And I've never seen anybody tap that quick. I mean, you know, it was it was locked in so deep and tight. BJ tried to roll, may or may not have went the wrong direction, and uh, that was it. Ryan Hall said it popped real loud, and BJ tapped right away. Have you heard any news that there was any damage done there to BJ? I haven't heard I haven't heard anything. Yeah, Yeah. Ron Hall said it snapped, but I mean, you know, your knee and all those joints pop a lot before they actually, you know, before you blow it out. But um, I haven't heard any significant injury. I think I would have heard by now if it would have been substantial. Hopefully, BJ's done, man. I, 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 it's almost sad to watch, honestly, at this point. I feel bad, you know, because I like, I was, I like BJ Penn, you know. Yeah, it's it's real sad seeing the jujitsu prodigy get heel hooked like that, you know. Yeah, uh, it's just you got to know when it's time, and the time has passed. Moving on to the pay per view. Now this was pretty good. Alexander Volkanovsky and Chad Mendez, really good fight. 
Volkanovski looked great. Uh, probably would not have called a, uh, a TKO win uh, from Volkanovski. I would have probably imagined a decision if he was going to get it that way. But <clears throat> uh, round two, he finishes off Chad Mendez. I believe you told me that Mendez retired uh, after that. And then, of course, uh, Corey Anderson wins a unanimous decision over Alir Latifi, who who was looking pretty good in the first round, and then he gasped really noticeably bad, and he could just barely finish out the fight, and it was just terrible because I bet quite a bit on him. Your thoughts on these first couple? Yeah, it was uh, the Latir uh, Latifi was was pretty sad. Like you said, the first round was decent, but then I mean, Corey Anderson's just awful. I, I don't know. I just I just don't think he's very good at all, and he barely beat you know a completely withered, tired Latifi. <clears throat> um, I don't know no. what what. What was wrong with Latifi? He uh he needs to figure out that cardio though if he's planning on getting back in there anytime soon. Uh, Volkanovski looked great. I don't know. I saw a picture of him the other day where it was it said that before he started fighting that he was a 215 pound rugby player, and so you imagine this five foot six, 215, just like a little brick shit house. Oh yes. And uh, I mean he looked, but yeah, he he blasted Mendez, had some nice body shots, and and finished him off, and and yeah, Mendez said that. He was done after that, which I, you know, I don't blame him. He's, what, what more is he gonna do? You know, at this point, he's not gonna make another run for the title. So, um, you know, he's he's got other business ventures out there, and so, it's, you know, I think it's for the best for him to to walk away now. So, uh, you know, that puts Volkanovski at a pretty impressive nineteen and one. Uh, you think he gets a big fight next? Absolutely. I think Chad was in. I mean, Chad was in the top five for sure, but probably in the top three. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think he definitely gets another top five guy. You think we could see something like a T-City bounce back kind of type fight, or you think that's a little too much? That's kind of one of the things that I was thinking. I think it's a little dangerous to throw T-City in there with him, though. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, he, he's real marketable, and I think they want to try to keep that that hype train rolling as much as they can. You put somebody like Volkanovski in there and with him and, and knock him out. Now he's on a two fight losing streak, looked bad twice. You know, it just, it just, uh, hurts his selling power where, you know, they do have a star in T city. Once he, once he gets, once he gets going, I mean, they're going to have a, a real, a real star out of him. Feature bout uh, that uh, both of us called wrong here. Uh, Mike Chiesa uh, actually looked pretty solid at uh, 170. I thought that he was going to be undersized at 170. I was wrong. He looked filled out and looked looked like he – I still don't see him having a shot against the elite like a Woodley, but, man, he, he pretty much uh, got it done against Carlos Condit without too many problems. First round was somewhat close-ish, but second round he gets a Kimura in less than a minute. Uh, moves to fourteen and four, and uh, man, he's already calling out some of the big dogs. Yeah, I was very, very impressed with Kiesa. I don't, I've never been a huge Kiesa fan, <clears throat> Um I've always been a huge Condit fan, you know. And so, uh, I didn't want to see that happen. But man, he wrenched that Kamora back. It's so nasty. And he had it, he had it turned at a couple different angles. I mean, there was there was no getting out of it. Um, he looked really good, though. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be challenging Tyron Woodley anytime soon. But, um, you know, he, he may have a, a staple in the top ten somewhere there. Co-main event. Now, this is one that certainly didn't go like I thought it would. We both called Amanda Nunez, and that was good. And the odds paid great because she got a first-round 
uh, knockout over uh, Cyborg, uh, Christian Justino. It was awesome. I mean, these they threw, they could these two came out throwing just haymakers, throwing for the fences for the the fifty seconds we got was. Uh, was lots uh you know we both both ladies were hurt you know actually cyborg had her stunned early but uh nunez stood in the pocket she didn't back up she just kept throwing heat right back and dropped uh, cyborg at least one time before uh that she crumpled her up like a jack-in-the-box uh in in man and now we've got a uh, a champ champ yeah uh, i had a feeling that that was going to be the case cyborg just comes out so wild um you know, and, and Nunez did too. I mean, they were. It was. It was a very amateurish striking session for for what it lasted. But you know, both of them were just hands down, just throwing full power. Um, you know, there was no defense involved whatsoever. It was. It was really, really sloppy. But um, but yeah, it was crazy just to see Cyborg get hit like that. And I mean, she didn't have any idea what happened. It, it was a total shock to her for sure. And then, of course, uh, that brought us to the main event, and uh, it was the one everybody was waiting for. Uh, it was the 205 championship vacated by uh, Daniel Cormier. John Bones Jones comes in with lots of controversy. But, uh, man, it, there was no question. Third round, ground and pound stoppage, brutal over Alexander Gustafsson. Uh, man, and it, it was, I, what can you say? You know, I mean, he, he, he really he didn't leave any, uh, any doubt in this one. No, I mean once once they hit the ground, it was there was no there was nothing that that Gustafson could do for him, you know. And John John had said that Gustafson, you know, if he can get up pretty quick, he's good. But if you can hold him down for a minute, then he kind of is like a fish out of water. His his wrestling is good, but just getting back up off of his back once he's down, if he's trying to post up and and you can take that post away and keep him down and really get on top of him, um, he just he's not very good at getting out and. Just, I mean, John's just such a powerful dude, you know. I guess, I guess, if you're on steroids your whole life, it'll make you pretty powerful. But um, I don't know. I, I was happy to see John look like that. I didn't think that he was going to win the fight. I thought Gus was going to handle him this time. Uh, I thought kind of the pressure might get to him, but he looked he looked great. I mean, you know, in the beginning, first round, he was a little slow. Timing was a little bit off, but he's been out for a while, and uh, he wants to fight three times this year. So hopefully, he can get back in there and. You know, dust the knock the cobwebs off and and really get going. Overall, a great uh, night of action. Not a great night at the betting window for myself. I take losses on Bardazada, uh, Silva de Andrade. I took a loss on Mendez on the under on the heavyweights with uh, Harris Arlovsky. Lost on Latifi. Lost on Condit. Um, I have a parlay I lost on too. It was just overall bad. I, I did pick up a few wins on Nunez, uh, Megan Anderson, and Uriah Hall. Overall, just a complete debacle. I, I tumbled from 94.19 units to 51.54 units to finish off uh, December uh, down essentially 48 and a half units. Uh, atrocious, really. Uh, Justin, on the other hand, had a pretty decent weekend. Uh, started out with 95.17 units, uh, took a couple losses on Mendez, uh, the, uh, as well as the uh, <coughs> Latifi and Condit, like myself. Uh, lost also on uh, Gus, but then picked up big wins on Uriah Hall. A uh, nice parlay with Montel Jackson, Peter Yawn, and um, uh, uh, in Ryan Hall. And then he also had Megan Anderson, had uh, a nice parlay with Megan Anderson with uh, Mendez under and, uh, and also uh, Nunez uh, like me. 
So he finished 11.05 units to the good, bringing his grand total to 106.22. If you tailed just in the whole month, you cashed a little bit. So, so congrats to Justin. Had a good week. Had a few good weeks at the end. So uh, we will see if we can uh, turn this thing around here in a couple of weeks. We don't have any action this weekend or next weekend, I don't think. So I think the next big UFC card is going to be the 19th, the same night as the Valor card. So uh, a lot to cover in the weeks to come. Justin, appreciate your time. As always, brother, we will uh, we will talk to you next week as we uh, get ready to, to dive more into this Knoxville show, man. Enjoy your week. Yeah, man, you guys take care. Have good interviews. All right, on the line, we have 1-0 professional fighter David Robbins joining us again on the Valor Hour. One of my good buddies in this game, and uh, he's going to be taking on uh, his next uh, pro fight. It's just in about two and a half weeks. It's going to be on the Valor 54 car January 19th at the Civic Coliseum, Knoxville, Tennessee. Be taking on the debuting Deshaun Middleton. David, how's it going, my man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your training uh, evening to chat with us about this one. Before we uh, get too deep into uh, this fight, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about your debut. You made your pro debut okay. back at the beginning of November. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you got your opponent out of there quickly, uh, as expected, and uh, kind of got that, uh, that, that pro debut, those pro jitters out of the way. You went through the process of having to license with the state, all the, the big pain in the ass that that is. Uh, talk a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, well, the fight itself went fantastic. You know, I had a had a great experience with that. Uh, everything leading up to it, the training was great. Uh, dealing with the state was a gigantic pain in the ass. So I'm glad the license is good for a couple of years, you know, so I don't have to do that too often. Um, but, you know, I can't complain too much, honestly. I know some states are much worse than Tennessee. So, um, but, yeah, the fight overall went, went great for me. Um, you know, I just want to keep the momentum rolling and, uh, you know, get maybe a more game opponent and uh, get after it still. Well, you know, you're uh, you're making a quick turnaround here, uh, right? I guess uh, we're looking at about a, yeah, about a two-month, two-and-a-half-month turnaround in between that fight and the one you've got coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, as I mentioned just now, you're fighting Deshaun Middleton out of uh, the Charleston area in South Carolina. Uh, he is making his pro debut more of a striker. Uh, from what I gather, it'd be the first time that he's competed on a Valor card. However, I, I am familiar with him. He competed on a card that I matched out in Myrtle Beach, uh, real real nice guy, athletic. Uh, he will he'll want to bang and uh, you know talk a little bit about the matchup. What can we expect? Is this a little bit of a step up from your last opponent? And you know what if, uh, what, what what can we expect out of this one? Uh, well, uh, you know, like you said, he's definitely athletic. Uh, you know, he's a striker. He's done a lot of uh, Muay Thai fights. Um, from what I've seen on him, he's got he looks to have good power. He's got a good left hook and a good left kick. Um, I, he's going to come out. He's going to be ready to go. But I just see myself absolutely destroying him. It doesn't matter where the fight's at. On the feet, on the ground, he's going to be taking hard shots, dude, elbows to the face, knees to the face. Uh, and really, it's just we're just going to see how long or how tough is Deshaun, how long can he last. 
So, you know, this is part of a, a massive card, first card of the year. And as you, usually we like to kick the year off with a big with a big show, Coliseum show. Uh, you're one of 15 pro bouts on this card. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the event. You know, you get excited to fight. In the, I believe this will be your first time fighting the Coliseum. Uh, definitely like a, a staple of Knoxville venues, if you will. This is, uh, you know, right in the middle of downtown, uh, big, big arena, uh, you know, and, and, a, and a pretty stacked card around you. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for the show, dude. Uh, it's going to be my first time at the Coliseum. Uh, I've had you know people compete there before, so I've been there. Um, I love the venue, so I'm excited that I'll get to uh, to get on this one. Um, the all-pro thing, it, that's great. Well, mostly pro, right? I think there's three amateur fights, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's an undercut. Nobody cares about that one. <laughs> but the... Uh, the uh, uh, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, you know, the, it'll be my first time doing like the all pro thing. So that's going to be fun. Um, a lot of great matchups on the card. You did an awesome job on this one, man. Yeah. All my buddies at KMA on it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great night of fights. Changed up anything with training for this one and same old, uh, same routine. Have you ventured out, uh, and done anything different? More conditioning. Um, you know, being, being in shape coming into this has allowed me to really push myself you know, further than even what I was doing before. And aside from that, uh, I've wrestled, but I mean, that's not a secret now. I've been wrestling for a minute now. Uh, but nah, uh, lots of striking every day, lots of jujitsu. Um, everything's going, everything's going pretty great for me. I like the feeling of knowing I can go into a fight now. And, um, if I don't feel like staying on the feet, I can just switch it up. I got to give a big shout out to Billy Swanson for helping me out there. No doubt, man. So, you know, uh, like we mentioned, this is a pretty quick turnaround. Is this something that we can expect uh, from you quite a bit in 2019? You know, last time we spoke, we talked about you staying busy, uh, stringing some fights uh, together uh, without so much of a, a lapse in between. Is this something that uh, we're going to start seeing a, a, a bit of a, a, a recurring pattern? Yeah, you know, I think so, man. After I got done last time and I got that check cut to me, that was a fantastic feeling. Uh, no doubt. For that, you know, so I'm, I'm game. Sign me up every month, dude. I like that <laughs> feeling, you know. So the and it, it doesn't. Gym too, or what? I was going to say it doesn't allow you time to uh, to get lazy in between. No, well, uh, nah, not really lazy. But, uh, it was tough for the holidays, though. I will say that, you know, having to um, – having to not get to do everything I wanted to do, but I mean, it is what it is being professional now. Uh, you know, it's my job. I'm making a career out of it. And sometimes you have to do, uh, things you don't want to do. And I just look at that as one of those things. Right. Well, that's, that's definitely the, uh, that's definitely the attitude to have as a professional, my man. I'm going to let you have some, uh, some time to give some shout outs, whether do any sponsor, love training partners, uh, that, uh, that sort of thing here. And also where people can follow you on social media. We'll try to get that built up more and more. Yeah, man. Uh, first off, big, uh, big shout out, big thanks to everybody here at the gym at American Killer Bees. Uh, thanks for helping me train, helping me get ready. Uh, it pushed me to my limits all the time. You know, I got guys that are beating me now in rounds. Um, and so that's a, that's a, it's a great feeling to have, you know, got to be sharp all the time. Um, thanks to my family for putting up with me. I was, I was super grouchy during the holidays, man. Uh, I saw that delicious food and I didn't get to eat too much of it. So that kind of sucked. Um, shout out to my sponsors. I've got a, got a few of them. Um, glass aid cryotherapy down in Chattanooga, um, Spurgeon signs in Ottawa, ink expressions, 
tattoo shop down in East Ridge, uh, Center for Orthopedic Excellence. And uh, I think that's all of them. Uh, and Oldham Strong. Uh, check out oldhamstrong.com to get with him. Um, for my social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Ruthless Robbins. Uh, David Robbins MMA on Instagram, and then I'm on Facebook too. Just type in David Robbins. So, once again, this has him. once again this has been David Robbins. He's going to return to the cage here in just about two weeks, getting ready for his second pro bout. Looking to move to two and zero as a professional, <clears throat> be going down about our fifty four. Make sure you check that out at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum, or if you can't make it, you can uh, stream it live on the uh, Valor uh, website, and we'll be talking more about that as we uh, get a little bit closer. Thanks so much for the time, David. Best of skills in your fight, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, up next, we have got big, sexy Billy Swanson, one of my favorite guests to have on the show, and he is getting ready for his second Pro bout. It's coming up here in two weeks at Valor 54 at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, he's going to be taking on uh, Harry Hunsucker. Uh, and it, man, uh, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about your last one. Uh, of course, you fought John Hall uh, in what was uh, potentially a fight of the year candidate there. Uh, the last event there at the Cotton Eye Joe in November. Uh, it was a war. You came out with your hand raised. We've talked a lot about it already, but, uh, you know, just recap that one for us and uh, and and talk a little bit about the quick turnaround uh you know i talked to david and you guys fighting on the same pace at this point you guys are on the same card uh the quick turnaround uh, a little less than three months is that something that we're going to start seeing uh, more and more of or you think you're going to slow it down after this one uh you know honestly i like to be as active uh as i can be um you know it, it's just kind of like little injuries that um you know kind of set me back from time to time. But, uh, no, the game plan is to keep leaning out and, uh, you know, stay as active as I can, you know, as long as I don't get beat up. But, um, no, my last fight, it was, it was a good fight. Uh, me and John, we had a war, uh, you know, hats off to him. Like he, he stood and banged and, uh, I mean, I ate some shots, he ate some shots and like, honestly, uh, I mean, it it definitely could have went either way, but luckily, uh, you know, I was the more persistent one. And one thing that I really took away from that was just your pressure was uh, it couldn't be dealt with. You know, you you, you didn't stop applying the pressure, and uh, you know, and you went you know fairly deep into the second round and was still bringing that pressure. Uh, are we are we going to see uh, that again with Hunsucker here? Let's talk a little bit about that you're matchup. Gonna, you know, you're, you're you've got see, a guy that's a little more experienced. Well, you're going to see a lot more pressure, honestly. You see, like. Uh, now, I said I started running before John, but, like, uh, like I've really, like, up the running even times 10 now. Like, uh, there's, like, a couple of weeks ago, I ran 21 miles in a week on oh. top of, like, uh, training here at the gym. So, like, it, it's uh, – honestly, I, I, I plan on trying to get a gas tank back, like, when I had, you know, back in the day wrestling and uh, to where I never stopped. Um, I've said it before, you know, I've got a chin, and you're going to need more than one punch to put me down. So when I had the gas tank to back that up, no one's going to fuck with me. 
So let's talk a bit about Harry Hunsucker, man. You've got a guy coming down from Kentucky. You have uh, had your share of battles with Kentuckians, so that continues uh, here in this in this case. Uh, Hunsucker with more professional experience, however, it's still going to be uh, a good step up for him as well. I feel like uh, talk a little bit about the matchup. What we can expect? Well, I'd like to start first with this quote: "Fee fi fo fum." I smell the blood of a Kentuckian. <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm, honestly, Harry's a, he's a tough opponent. He's he's game like uh, he's won some you know good matchups. He's fought some good people, but uh, I'm I'm gonna come out there like I always do. I'm not I'm not scared of anyone. I've said it since day one, and uh, I mean I'm I'm ready to put him down. I I think I'll finish him in the first. Um, you know I've, I kind of saw one of his other professional fights where uh, fought this uh, big black guy and. Uh, he tapped the strikes before the ref stepped in to stop it. And uh, so I think when the water gets deep and I start hitting him hard, I'm not going to back up and he's going to cower. I think that, uh, you know, he's a guy that, <clears throat> that, you know, he, he, he sees the trash talk that, you know, you're, if you, if you follow Billy Swanson, you, you're, you're going to be entertained because the, the lead up to a fight is always some of the most entertaining talk. And I don't know if Harry's taken too kindly to this. He hasn't really engaged back. But I think that it's uh, I think that it's definitely on his mind, and I think he's going to be coming to, to do uh, to do to do damage to you, man. So uh, you know, is are you uh, you know are you are you are you ready for for a guy that's that, that may come in uh, with a bit of a chip on his shoulder? I think the John Hall situation there was a lot of trash talk, but there was a lot of it's good natured at the same time. You can kind of tell that ultimately you guys are both uh, somewhat friendly. Uh, you, you expect a little bit of a different vibe this time. Well, I'll, I'll put it I'll put it this way. I like John Hall, and you saw what I did to him. I don't like Harry Hunsucker, and to give two shits about him. So watch what I do to him. You heard it from the man, Billy Swanson. He's going to be coming up here in just a couple weeks. Uh, his second bout uh, as a professional, he's looking to go 2-0. and uh, Billy, I'm going to let you give some shout-outs where they are due. Uh, any kind of training partner, sponsors, all that good shit, and where people can follow you on social media uh, before we let you go. Uh, definitely shout out to everybody at AKB. You know, David for always pushing me and, uh, you know, helping me with my striking and jujitsu. Uh, Joseph Long for coming in, getting work, working with us. Uh, you know, he comes in and holds pads for us. Plus, he's the IKF Muay Thai world champion. So, uh, you know, it's always good striking work and good rounds with him. Um, everybody up at KMA that we go and cross train with, uh, Ovince, you know, Joe Zonar, Eric Turner, all the, all the way up there. Um, Let's see here. Friends, family, you know, anybody that supports me, uh, definitely all the shout outs there. Uh, and last but not least, uh, glory to God. This has been Big Sexy Billy Swanson aiming to go 2 0 as a professional heavyweight mixed martial artist at Bauer 54. Just in about two weeks' time, it'll be going down January 19th at the Civic Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. Be sure to get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or uh, make sure you check it out and uh, and watch it live. If you can't make it there uh, to the event, you can watch it live streaming on the Valor uh, website. Uh, thanks so much for the time, Billy, and uh, good skills in your upcoming fight. We'll see you soon, bud. Thanks, Tim. Up next, joined by the Asian persuasion, Jason King, getting ready to return to the Valor Cage here in just two weeks' time. He'll be taking on a very tough Jason Wolf at Valor 54. will be the co-main event going down at the Civic Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jason, how's it going, my man? 
It is going fantastic. How are you, sir? Ah, doing great, man. We appreciate you taking a few minutes. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, one of our favorite guests to have on here. And, uh, of course, uh, before we get into this fight coming up in a couple weeks, let's recap. Uh, Since the last we spoke, you have been victorious, and uh, you won your last one out at uh, Valor 53 at the Cotton Eye Joe just about six weeks ago. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, It's kind of the theme tonight. Everybody I'm talking to is at a quick turnaround. Talk to Billy and and David, and they were all on that same card. So uh, less than the average three month turnaround on this one uh before we get into the upcoming fight talk a little bit about your victory over a very uh very resilient uh nick jewel <laughs> nick jewel the tough tough guy um yes. i threw everything i could at him and i mean he was still intelligently trying to defend himself and you know props to him he took a a hard fight for his pro debut and me and i mean i don't know i, did, I think he was my fifth opponent fourth opponent so i mean yeah I went through a, a whirlwind of opponents, and you know, shout out to him since one being tough and two taking the fight at all. Um, I, you know, mad respect to him. Uh, my last fight, I honestly, um, I was not pleased with my performance in the sense of how I actually felt in there, but I was pleased with it in the sense of um, that I was able to kind of overcome. Uh, I went through into that fight with a lot more injuries than I let on, and um, my back was causing a lot of issues during that fight, so. Um, you know, you didn't really see me throw any strikes. I think you you you, th- you saw me throw like one half-hearted kick, and then even then, I just kind of pulled it back because I knew that my back was pretty much toast at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, we found a different way to win. We got it to the ground, and uh, you know, I was able to use a tool that I don't get to use that often in the ground game. Um, so I, I'm happy that I was able to do that. Happy to turn what could have been a bad situation into a worse one. Um, but you know, that being said, I did go into that fight pretty banged up um and you know since then i've actually been able to one rest and take time to heal and then two i've uh, just taken better care of my body uh, just whether it's through chiropractor massage therapy stretch therapy uh really is putting a lot of work into the recovery aspect of training um like you said I mean, this is a short turnaround fight i'm one of the more busy fighters in general um so you know, working with, uh, training with Ovin St. Peru, that's kind of one of the things that I picked up from him. Uh, when I was pretty young in the sport, I kind of made fun of him for, you know, having all these different therapies that he did on a regular basis. But, you know, now I'm realizing that the recovery is just as important as the training sessions that we put in, because if you don't recover correctly, you're not going to be able to stay busy. You're not going to be able to fight for very long. So, you know, uh, happy with the turnout of the last fight. I uh, wish I could have come in there a little bit fresher, but definitely glad I get to uh, come into a fight as fresh as I am for this one. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, with this being a quick turnaround, you didn't take any damage in that last one. So you feel like this, uh, this you know, give or take, I guess right about 10 weeks in between has been uh, enough time to kind of get your body uh, back up to where you feel, you know, you feel good. You know, you said you didn't really necessarily feel good in there. Do you feel like uh, here in a couple of weeks you'll be back up to, to the way you want to feel? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I've been putting so much more time in effort into my recovery that I, I believe that 100% is going to help. And I did have enough time to rest. You know, um, I believe that our fight was two or three weeks before Thanksgiving. And that, those are the two or three weeks I pretty much took off of any hard training. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate in the sense of I don't really go into fight camps. I just stay busy all the time. Um, so actually taking two or three weeks off of hard training and just going to the lighter you know, just technique work. Um, that did a world of wonders. Um, you know, I was in a 
you know, I was supposed to fight for, you know, months because I was supposed to fight back in July. Then I had an opponent pull out and then I had another opponent pull out. Then I was supposed to fight in October for Shamrock. And I ended up pulling out of that fight with an injury. So, I mean, I was kind of in a training camp, if you, that's what you want to call it, for a while there. And actually taking the time off to to ease back on the throttle a little bit, that helped me a ton. And, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to do it at the Coliseum. Um yeah, you know, good memories there. So I'm just, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, we're coming up, uh, like you said, back at the Coliseum. This is coming up right at about the year mark of uh, the, your last fight at the Coliseum where you really had kind of that breakthrough moment, I felt like, with a big, uh, you know, knockout of the year candidate over Stephen Haig in the main event. You know, so this is, like you said, it's place has got good juju uh, for you. Uh, and you're on a, a stat card, man. We got 15 dang pro fights on this uh, on this card. A lot of teammates on there. Uh, before we get into to your matchup, talk a little bit about the vibe at the gym and what it's been like getting everyone ready. You know, we've got two, another event just two weeks after that where a lot more teammates are going to be getting ready. So I have to imagine KMA is uh, definitely a, uh, a jam in right now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, people are not taking time off, which is uh, you know, never really been too big of a problem for us. But it is just nice seeing everybody in there, whether it's amateurs or pros. Just people getting in and you know, trading hard, working hard. Um, it is Christmas time, you know, so do what now? I said, and it is Christmas time, you know. So if ever there was a time where people kind of almost have an excuse, almost not to be in there, it would be now. Yeah, no, I know. People took a couple of days off for the holidays, and even then they couldn't really take off the diet. So it's it's been cool to watch people come together. You know, there's there's been a little bit of growing pain just having, you know, so much activity in the gym. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think less so for me and for some of the people who have been, uh, been doing this for a while, you know, I think a lot of the younger ones, especially, you know, amateur debuters, pro debuters, maybe even then, you know, the idea of training camps and, you know, fights and all that, it becomes almost, it's exciting, but it's stressful because, sure. um, you know, you, you're getting in there, you know, you're locking yourself up with another person and trying to hit you. It's, it's a stressful thing. But, you know, at this point in my career, you know, this is just another day in the office, another 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 day to get to do what I love. And I think it's, it's one thing that's really cool for me to see is other people are starting to, you know, hit that breaking point of, you know, being stressed out and being excited are just two sides of the same coin. And, you know, just people seeing people lose the stress a little bit of, you know, going from fight to fight and realizing, you know, this is what we love to do. Um, we're just having, having fun with it. You know, there's a lot of fun energy in the gym. Um, you know, now that we've kind of gone through the growing pains of being, you know, one of the busier gyms in the area. No doubt, man. You got uh, you got a tough one coming up. Uh, you're gonna be taking on Jason Wolf, a guy that uh, the Valor fans are familiar with. He's fought several times uh, on the Valor events, and he's on a little bit of a roll. He's won a couple in a row now, and, uh, and and he's a guy that you know presents some some certain challenges. I think whenever it comes, uh, just looking at it from the outside, looking in, you know, I think you've got a, a pretty good length and speed uh, advantage, uh, striking advantage. Uh, he's he's definitely pretty pretty tough in the clinch and if he's able to grind and get on top he's you know he's a strong guy a little bit older he's got that man strength talk a little bit about the matchup and what we can expect uh from from this fight you know obviously i'm sure you're confident in a win but uh you know some of the some of the challenges you uh, expect from him and some of the things you've been working on to counter that um yeah i'm, I'm excited to fight jason wolf um you know first off again you know, knock on wood you know he, 
first off, you know, I have the same opponent that I had in November. That's insane to me at this point. All right. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited when I get to fight people like Jason Wolf because, you know, I think if I have a knock against me, it's, you know, that, that style of fighting where you're not really gunning for a finish. You're just, you're, you're just strong and tough and a grinder. And, you know, I think I have a history of, you know, struggling with people like that. Even, um, even wins I've had, I, you know, I think you know, the, the two years ago at this point, three years ago, I had a win over William Ewers who kind of did the same thing to me. He yep. beat me for two and a half rounds and then I pulled a triangle out of my butt. But, um, you know, that's, I, I look forward to fighting these types of people because it is an opportunity to show my growth as a, as a fighter. You know, um, we go back to the, uh, James Conway fight and, you know, I, I'm still under the impression that I got stopped a bit early, but you know, that being what, what it was, I got to show improvements in areas that I haven't gotten to show before. I got to show off my wrestling. I got to show my ability to get back up. Um, mm. And, you know, even with this last fight against uh, Jewel, a lot of people haven't seen my offensive wrestling, my offensive jiu-jitsu, but I was able to hit a Polish takedown. I was able to, you know, transition pretty easily in the back mount, pound him out, find the choke. You know, these, all these types of fights are just opportunities for me to grow as a fighter, to grow as a person, and to take the things that I have struggled with in the past and show everybody that, you know, if, if you're counting on the same Jason to show up from 2018 – you know, that, that Jason doesn't exist anymore. You know, there, there are layers upon layers that I'm constantly adding to my fight game and, I, and I'm excited I get to show it. I can't tell you how much I love that answer, man. It is, uh, it's, it's really spot on because it's the truth. You know, if you look back at your, uh, your career, the guys that have given you the, the tougher times are your, your kind of compact, strong, grindy, uh, guys like we're talking about. And so, you know, for you to be excited about tackling that kind of challenge, knowing that it's the type of fighter that has in the past, uh, given you a little bit of more trouble, uh, man, it's really just cool uh to hear that that's what you know hey throw those those type of guys at me because i want to show you that now i can handle that shit that's right yeah i mean it's like i said it's a difference between being excited and being stressed you know i'm excited i'm excited to get to put on a show i'm excited to get to do the things that i'm good at and to show everybody that the things that people thought i was bad at i'm not bad at anymore you know it's it's an opportunity to go out there and and show the world, you know, why I've been busting my butt, you know, nonstop for I don't even know how many years now. And, uh, you know, again, show them, show them that I'm always evolving. Before I let you go, man, it is a stacked card, as we talked about. I know you're obviously most stoked about your own fight, but what is the one other fight that stands – there's a lot of them. What is the, what is the one other fight that stands out as, as being one that you're going to make sure you're outside the curtain to, uh, to check out? Well, I mean, obviously my fight, and obviously I love all of my teammates, and you know, I, I, I hope we go undefeated, and even though we have like eight or nine people, I hope I hope we all get wins. I hope it's a fantastic night. But, you know, I am, I'm super excited about all my teammates, excited about my fight. Um, I, I would say that the two fights um, I'm, I'm most excited for, one is I've never actually come, if, if I'm fighting later on in the card, I never actually come to the beginning night of fights. But if that YouTube fight actually happens, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Um, it seems a little bit nuts, and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm down with that. So I think that'll be an interesting one to see one way or another if it happens. Um, so there's that one for sure. And then, you know, um, 
you know, both uh, American Killer Bees, uh, you know, David Robbins, Billy Swanson, they, they've come in KMA and, you know, they, they constantly get cross-training with us. So I'm just excited for them, those fights too. And if I, if I had to pick one more fight that I'm excited outside of KMA fights, you know, I, I enjoy watching Billy Swanson fight, man. Um, they're always as tough you know, not down drag out fights where he gets to show how gritty he is. And, you know, I just spark David Robbins. And like he said, I'm, I've got a speed advantage on just about everyone. You know, I'm not bragging on that. I'm just telling the truth. I've got sure. a pretty decent speed advantage on just about everybody. Billy Swanson moves freaking fast, especially for a heavyweight. So <laughs> you know, just watching somebody, you know, that, you know, with that body type and like just being so uh, fluid in his movement, being so athletic and, you know, and having high speed, high power in certain movements. It's just fun, you know, not, not just training with uh, Billy Swanson, because uh, normally it's not fun training with heavyweights because, like, you move around them easily and then you get hit one time and you might die. But, like, Billy <laughs> Swanson has, like, you know, uh, the best movement I've ever seen in the heavyweight. And, you know, he knows how to go harder or lighter depending on the person that he's going with and you know i just i think he's a super cool dude so i'm definitely looking forward to that fight like i said uh, david robbins uh, he's closer to my weight class but uh so we get a lot more work in probably but you know just watching him get do his thing um those are probably the fights actually you know hell it is keith olsen is fighting too i forgot about him that's right um, that's right <laughs> yeah keith, uh, keith is my one of my oldest friends in tennessee and you know, uh, he's coming off of a loss, and uh, I think I lit a fire under his butt, and looking forward to that one, too. You know, this is going to be one of those fights where I'm excited that I get to fight, but it also kind of sucks because I'm not going to be out there watching every single fight. So uh, I'll definitely be on uh, on YouTube after this, you know, and checking in and, making, and seeing everybody's fight and getting to enjoy that. No doubt, my man. No doubt. I'm excited. Excited for yours, for, uh, for sure. I'm going to uh, let you have a chance to get some shout outs where they're due. Teammate, sponsor, love. Uh, and congr- also, before I, I digress, but, but since we've last spoken, you you are a married man. Congratulations on uh, the marriage to uh, to yourself and your beautiful bride, Emily. Uh, you are now, uh, like I said, you tied the knot since last we spoke. So this will be your first uh, your your first fight as, as a married man. I don't guess it'll make too big a difference i suppose but uh congratulations uh on that i'll let you give some shout outs where they're due my man all right thank you so much yeah uh well on that note uh you know thank you to my lovely wife emily um you know having her in my life has made it so much better in so many different ways just coming from a fight aspect having somebody who shares that life and pushes you on that daily grind the way she does uh and she's absolutely phenomenal thank you to all of my teammates and all of my coaches at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, FBS Combat. Uh, thank you to all my sponsors, Matt Tatter Studios, Clean Cut Grooming Lounge, uh, RDX Sports. Thank you guys so much for all of your continued support. Thank you, Valor and uh, Tim and Valor Fighting Challenge uh, for you know just giving me the opportunity to do the thing that I love the most. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for that. And lastly, thank you to all the fans and to all the haters. Um, you know, whether you cheer for me or boo me, I don't really care. You know, I'd rather you cheer for me, but if you're booing me, at least you're watching. So come on out to the, uh, Valor Fights January 19th and, uh, let's, uh, let's put on a show guys. Once again, this has been the Asian persuasion, Jason King getting ready to return to battle in two short weeks. Valor fighting challenge 54 at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. Thanks so much for the time, Jason. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Valor Hour. Unfortunately, 
unable to connect this evening with Tabitha Watkins and Tonka Saw. We will try our best to get them on the line next week, along with a whole nother slate of uh, interviews as we get ready for this Big Valor 54 show uh, on January 19th. I appreciate Justin Watson sitting in and recapping UFC 232. Until next time, I'm Tim Loy, signing out. Valor Hour, episode 97. See you all next week. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd. Quick Fix on Radio Influence. When I was watching that fight, it did not seem like Nunez was that much smaller, like no. strength-wise, than Cyborg. No, no. I mean, it, one of the things is right before that fight started, I just had this. I, w- I had this gut feeling. I'm like, Nunez is going to pull it off. And you know, the thing about it, like, and the UFC had this tweet after the fact of, of you know showing kind of the highlights of of the barrage of punches. They said haymakers, and I'm like, it's not really haymakers because when you go back and you watch the the that just the you know what 51 seconds it was is the fact of the pinpoint accuracy. That a man Nunez landed. I mean, clear, I mean, clearly, you know, her game plan was I'm going to get straight in the face of Chris Cyborg and I'm going to bring the fight to her. And, and just, and I know that there's some people who want to debate this, but how can you not debate right now that a man Nunez is the greatest women's fighter of all time? I don't know. When you look at her resume, I, and, and, and one person, you know, commented to me said, well, I like to see a longer winning streak. Okay. I get that when you look at what Chris Cyborg has done throughout her career, but I, I think that you just you look at the if you compare resumes between Chris Cyborg and Amanda Nunez, Amanda Nunez's resume is better. You take away the win over Cyborg, it's better. She's faced better competition, and that's a hundred percent due to the fact that Chris Cyborg didn't fight at one thirty five. I mean, the one hundred and forty five pound division on which Chris Cyborg built her legacy just straight up sucks. But she's still based on her legacy and based on how long Cyborg has been doing it. Cyborg established herself as the GOAT. I mean, there was a point in time when Ronda Rousey obviously made the argument. There was a point in time when Ioana Janjic obviously made the argument. But both those cases faltered. You know, Amanda Nunez was the reason why Ronda Rousey was a big reason why Ronda Rousey's case faltered. And so really the only fighter you would argue uh, that Nunez is not better than in terms of the all-time rankings, is the fighter she just beat in 51 seconds. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.